So internal is what we, you know, talking about your emotional health, your mental health, all the different demons that we face on a day. I mean, because from birth, we're being conditioned first by our parents, then by the school system, then by uh, any mentors or coaches or anything else you've had in your life, be that sports uh, therapists, professionals, uh, professional coaches like myself, all of these people that you have in your life are conditioning yourself, you as a person uh, to go out and uh, face the world. And a lot of that is really bad conditioning. Mm. Uh, and uh, so one of the most important things that we do in our life is actually unlearning. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Coffee, bacon, tobacco, pine trees. Is there anything that smells better? Believe it or not, there is, and it's a fresh leather holster. If you stop by craftholsters.com, you'll open the door to a safe and comfortable carry, not only for yourself, but your entire family. Look, they've got holsters for both concealed, open carry, semi-autos, revolvers, righties, and of course, they have some holsters for you too, lefties. And all of that at a reasonable price. You gotta go check them out at craftholsters.com. Josh, you're a husband, you're a father, entrepreneur, speaker, coach, you're the host of the Spartan Leadership Podcast, and so much more, man. Thank you for your time. I appreciate it. Hey, appreciate being here, Eric. I, I like to kick things off by going back a bit. Like, tell me about where you grew up and, and what was childhood like for you? Yeah, so uh, Midwest upbringing. So Midwest nice is a thing, right? So I uh, grew up, uh, you know, playing sports. I had, uh, I'm the oldest of four, so a couple younger brothers, younger sister, Younger brothers and I beating each other up, playing sports out in the cul-de-sac, uh, doing all the things. Every sport that I could pick up, I would do. Happened to be really pretty good at most natural, most naturally at most sports. So I gravitated towards that over school. I would say I was a good student up until about seventh grade when I discovered girls. And <laughs> yeah. I would say there uh, between, between hidden puberty and just being laser focused on sports and also being undiagnosed ADD. Uh, there were some things that school just wasn't cut. I just wasn't cut out for that type of education. So I ended up going to school, college to continue playing my football career, not actually to graduate from college. So I started with the wrong end in mind from the get go. So when I was done playing football, uh, which was my choice, I didn't have an injury or anything. I pretty much checked out of school as well. And then I just started my career and started, uh, started working and paying the bills and building an empire, man. And, and that you have, dude, it's, you've, you've got some awesome stuff going on. I, I think as entrepreneurs, usually entrepreneurs hit some point in their life where they have this breaking point that changes the trajectory of their life in a good way, uh, where they start getting on this path where they've got more clarity and things like that. What was that breaking point for you? Well, I would say there's two big ones, Eric. Uh, one was when I dropped out of school, I had been selling electronics at Circuit City since I was 16. I made the pivot over to Best Buy and I was a sales manager at Best Buy right out of college. So I'm making about 50 grand as a you know, 22, 23 year old. And I had no expenses besides my rent and my car payment. So living the dream, right? Yeah. Uh, for, for a 22, 23 year old. And uh, I hit a breaking point there because I asked for a raise. I was running a top three store in the country and I knew other sales managers getting paid more than I was. And I was kicking their ass month in and month out. So I muster up the courage to ask for a raise and they tell me no. And I just remember being destroyed. I'm like, wait, so I can finish 300 and y'all don't care. 
And they're like, well, no, no, no. We see such a good path for you. And here's where you'll next go and all, all this different thing. And I remember right then and there going, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. I got to have no ceiling. I got to be, I've always been taught if you do better, you'll get more. Like, so within the next week, uh, I quit and I started my financial advisory career uh, pretty much right after that. So I started that at 24 years old, hopped into financial uh, service, joined a great company, training and development was phenomenal, built up my wealth management practice, sold that at 35, took over a huge firm, bought that firm, uh, had over 100 advisors and 250 uh, staff total. Um, And then the next big pivot for me, or next big breaking point, was uh, the company came in and they said they were done using me and, uh, and cut my legs out from underneath me, took my firm away. And, uh, and uh, well, now I owned it. So they had to buy it out from me. Sure. So that, that I mean, all, all ended up fine. Uh, it obviously was a shock. It destroyed my world. This is something I built from, uh, you know, and took over from my father, actually. They, the Fortune 100 company chose me out of all the other candidates to secede my father. And uh, this firm that, you know, everyone there had been recruited and developed by a cosmic. And so it was family. So it was a deep, deep wound that I, this was just two years ago that I've been working through and overcoming. And, you know, it was interesting, Eric, someone asked me just a couple of weeks ago, do you miss it? And I had an immediate, immediate answer, no. And I said, I miss the people. I don't miss the position. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really interesting to see my evolve because I was devastated. Mm-hmm. Ego shot, identity shot, everything uh, that I had built and known. Uh, you know, my employees were at risk. Like if they could do this to the owner, they so they the employees all felt at risk. All the people that I cared about and was a steward to, they all felt expendable. Like I, I couldn't, and I couldn't be there to comfort them. So it was a definite shock to my system, especially at, you know, 41 years old where I was just feeling like I was hitting my peak right. and got chopped down. Uh, but it really helped me evolve to who I am now and how much I'm able to help people now, because I take all those lessons, all those tough lessons that I learned the hard way and are able to help entrepreneurs and business owners now, hopefully avoid some of those same pains. Man, what what a crazy story and um, a flow of emotions up and down, I'm sure, went through your mind during that process there. I mean, you, you're now, though, the, the owner and lead coach for Kairos Consulting and Coaching there. And for those who don't know, what is Kairos? How did all this come together? Yeah, so I'm being recruited. So all that happened, right? I get my legs chopped out, my company taken away. I'm being recruited by every company in the financial industry. Uh, I mean, literally, you name a big one, they were calling me. Uh, because I, we ran a very successful firm. Yeah, I ran a very successful firm. We were growing 20, 30% every single year. I was recruiting over 40 advisors a year in a small market, training them to be successful. My retention ratio was three times the industry average. For those that don't know, financial advisors don't make it very far. Like 7% retention ratio is the industry average. We were running 23 and I was trending. My whole goal was to get to 33 yeah. So we had a very talented bunch. I was running a very good firm. So I was getting recruited by a bunch. But I, every time I took a meeting, I didn't feel right. It didn't sit well on my gut. Um, now, whether that was loyalty to the company I'd spent my whole life with, whether it was God telling me this isn't your path anymore, uh, whatever it was, just something wasn't sitting right. 
and you got to pay attention to those feelings when you have them. Yeah. I think a lot of people, the easy thing for me in that situation to do would be take the best offer, the biggest offer from one of those firms. Mm -hmm. That would have been the, by far and away the easiest thing for me to do, but it wasn't the right thing. So uh, in that breath, I'm like, okay, kind of a T chart. What did I love about what did I, what I used to do? What did I not like about what I used to do? And I just started dissecting and getting through all those different things. And as I was doing that, I was like, could I create a business and a life that I only did the stuff that I love to do? Yeah. And so if I could pour into people through individual coaching, through masterminds, through bringing people out to my, to my retreat center, where I have 80 acres out here we talked about, uh, to just pour into them, to develop them. Oh, and then by the way, not have to deal with the people issues that I dealt with with having 250 employees, all the HR issues, all the issues they bring from home into and put on my shoulders, um, all that different stuff. Um, yeah, could I create that? So that's how Kairos was born. And then I, on the retreat side, I partnered with a neuroscientist so that it wasn't just my business experience and conjecture. Now there's some science to it and there's some meat on the bone where we can actually change people from the inner, their inner brains, their inner hearts, and actually go out into the marketplace as better people, better leaders. Uh, so we've just continued to build this over two years now, almost two years now, and really just having a lot of fun uh, pouring into people and changing their lives. Man, so so cool, dude. Um, I and, and yeah, you talked about the your uh, the neuroscience guy who came into your business, and you guys are now partnering up and just doing some amazing things out there. And one of the things that we spoke about before was when you're working with clients, you guys have the five bridges of Kairos. What are the, what is of those five bridges, which one makes people struggle the most? Internal. Internal. Internal by far. Yeah. So internal is what we, you know, talking about your emotional health, your mental health, all the different demons that we face on a day. I mean, because from birth, we're being conditioned first by our parents then by the school system, then by uh, any mentors or coaches or anything else you've had in your life, be that sports uh, therapists, professionals, uh, professional coaches like myself, all of these people that you have in your life are conditioning yourself, you as a person uh, to go out and uh, face the world. And a lot of that is really bad conditioning. Hmm. Uh, And so one of the most important things that we do in our life is actually unlearning. And so what Niraj helps us with is how do we stay in our upper brain versus our lower brain to really simplify. He has some complex concepts, but this is how he simplifies it very, very much. So he yeah. talks about how can we stay in our upper brain? And, and most people go after the dopamine hits, but the other chemicals that are produced like serotonin and others, oxytocin and whatnot, are actually far more powerful than dopamine. And but we're always seeking the quick wins crossing off a to do list item gives us a shot of dopamine. I say, hey, Eric, you're a wonderful person. You do a great job. You're a great father, great husband, shot of dopamine. But the internal work is where we get the the bigger chemicals, the longer lasting chemicals. We create new neural pathways in our upper brain and start to erode some of the uh, learnings that we had as a child that may have maybe served us back then but don't serve us today. Yeah. Man, I think that internal work is so good. 
uh, that people need to work on. I, I mean, I had a, I went through, uh, you know, therapy and counseling when I was a you know, early married, just trying to figure out like why I was so angry all the time. And it turns out my past, which is crazy. Uh, you know, that was, that was an issue I just hadn't dealt with, you know? And so it's so good to just work internally on folks or on yourself. Hey, this is a quick shout out from one of our awesome sponsors. Check this out. Thank you to Tranquil Turtle Massage. They are located right in the heart of downtown Coeur d'Alene and Tracy is a master massage specialist and Hanu Ashiatsu trainer. Look, my wife and I go see her and her team every single month and we walk away feeling great. Sore muscles are gone. We feel relaxed. You got to go check them out. Tell them I sent you for 25 bucks off your massage package. Also, while you're there, make sure you check out CDA Brows Body and Ink, offering Coeur best tattoo brows, plasma fiberblast, tightening, and PMU services. Tell them I sent you and you'll save 100 bucks on your tattoo brows or plasma tightening. Make sure you check out Tranquil Turtle Massage and CDA Brows Body and Ink at pnwmobilemassage.com. And one of the other things you mentioned on your website is, Life is more about money, more, more is more about money and business and materialistic things. Like if I had moments in my life where I put business and things like that above my family there, but how can men especially make sure that they're pursuing their goals or dreams and their purpose, but without sacrificing that fam their family? Yeah. So that's interesting. It's a really good question. So yeah, life is, is more than just money possessions and other things like that. Yeah. Uh, Here's how I put this. I actually had this thought yesterday, Eric. It's brilliant that you asked this question. God had a plan. I was driving home from my property. And this may sound arrogant to some, but I think that and I know that you'll understand. I have the capacity and the know-how and the connections to be a billionaire. I'm not currently, but I do. Yep. However, I am not going to sacrifice my family to become a billionaire because that's what it would take because I've done the math. So I, so my concept is I will trade millions right now for bill or billions right now for millions. Mm -hmm. I can very easily be a millionaire and produce millions of dollars while still being a great husband and a great father. For me to go to that hundreds of millions or billion dollar level would cost my family. So I think that one of the things that, and, and again, it's not just about money, it's about purpose and fulfillment first yeah. and finding what that is and making sure, like I interviewed someone on my podcast is great. He does mold remediation, crawl space work, one of those dirty jobs. And he's like, this was never my thing. He's like, my thing is to help people. I found a franchise and a business model that happened to be a dirty job that helps people in some of their worst times. I'm like, that's awesome, right? So his purpose is to help people. He found a company in mold remediation and stuff like that to uh, to help people and impact people. So for me, is that is like we got to find that purpose and fulfillment and also make choices. I am making the choice not to strive for billions because I know that will cost my family. And so it's making a conscious choice. To be like, OK, and maybe for someone else, it's not even millions. Maybe you're right now you're making one hundred thousand and you're making a choice in that nine to five. You're like, OK, I don't see a business model yet. Or, or a way for me to make a million dollars without sacrificing my family. Yeah. And that is perfectly okay. So, but we get stuck in this societal thing of, well, I should do this or I should do that. And you know, you end up like shooting all over yourself. Well, play on yeah. words, but like, yeah, totally. that's what you're, because society and social media and all these other pressures that you're, these external things that really don't matter are forcing you to think like I should be doing this Instead of like, no, if that's, if you've thought through this 
and you're willing to take that $100,000 salary right now and work a nine to five, because that allows you to be with your family, then that's the choice you're making right now. But then plot for that, like plan for that future of as soon as my kid gets out of college, this is the plan. Yeah. And go after that million, billion, whatever it might be. Come on, man. That's that hit home for me so much because I've worked the nine to five. I've never been a full-time entrepreneur, um, you know, and I make great money, but I was able to bring my wife home when my daughter was six months old to be a stay-at-home mom. And, you know, now my daughter's 13. So she, my kids have only known me to, to work from home. Basically, I've been working from home since 2015. My goal is to get away from that nine to five, man. And I've always thought, well, you know what? I, I do have the capability of going and being a millionaire and doing all this stuff. But then I have to go, man, I have to sacrifice my family and traveling and all of that if I want to pursue that right now. Uh, and so right now I'm enjoying what I'm able to do, but also building up planning for that. You know, like you said, man, that's so yeah. So yeah, I, I want to talk about your podcast because it's an awesome podcast and you just celebrated you. 100 episodes, man. That's huge, dude. Congrats. Um, yeah, man, thank I, you. Yeah. I think I just read a stat recently that said like 90% of podcasts don't make it to episode seven, which is unbelievable to me, but oh, it's, really? just, it's, <laughs> it's so weird that people will start this thing and they, they think they're going to be like the next Joe Rogan when they start a podcast and all the money's going to start flowing in yeah. like, oh, oh crap, but you know, I'm not, not getting a million downloads. So I'm going to quit this thing. But I always love to ask the question to other podcasters, like uh, other podcasters, why did you decide to start the podcast and how has it helped you in your business? So that's a great question. I actually, it wasn't my idea. It was my chief marketing officer's idea. Okay. And he came to me and he said, this was when I owned the firm. And he goes, hey, I, I think to grow your influence and to grow the uh, influence of the firm and just kind of brand recognition locally, we should do this, bring in local leaders and, and interview them, be it uh, politically, business leaders, social leaders, whatever it may be. And we did that. And then we expanded it more nationally, especially during COVID, right? When yeah. we had to do everything Zoom-wise, I was doing everything in person in my office. Then we expanded uh, to more national guests as uh, COVID hit and we were doing all the Zoom stuff anyhow. But uh, how he convinced me was he got my thoughts turned and I'm like, yeah, I could do that. Uh, because my job, all of my career was to ask questions. Mm -hmm. Whether it was taking on a client as a financial advisor, I'm asking questions to find out what their needs and wants are, their dreams are, to, and then making sure they had a plan to get there. And then as a, as a leader, as a recruiter, I'm asking questions to make sure they're the right fit for our career because we're, yeah. we ran a uh, all commission career where you're starting your own business. So I had to really make sure if you're leaving a salary that you're the right fit to go on and take this on. So I'd ask questions my entire career, but the reason I did it, Eric, wasn't, here's the tipping point. It was a legacy thing for my kids. Mm -hmm. I agreed with what Chad said it would expose the firm a little bit more, it would grow my influence. So it would be easier for recruiting or whatever it may be that the, you know, the marketing people think about. My reason was my kid, if something happened to me, my kids will have my voice. And so, as you said, like with uh, Joe Rogan or anything like that, uh, when we relaunched and rebranded the Spartan leadership, because I ran a, a podcast that was titled something different when I was at the firm, relaunched a Spartan leadership. We tracked numbers and I go, you know what? Let's not even do it. Cause I'm not doing this for numbers. 
let's let's look at uh, we'll look at that maybe once a year, end of the year, whatever it may be. I'm sure we'll grow uh, here and there. But the point is that I want to have an impact on those that want to listen. And at the end of the day, again, if no one listens, my kids will have this someday. You hit the nail on the head with that, man, because I am such a big believer in not looking at the numbers as a podcaster. You know, I didn't look at the numbers for the first four years. I just did it because I loved it and I love talking with people. And even now, like I, I rarely look at the numbers. I really just focus on having great conversations and the right people will hear that conversation when they're supposed to. Uh, but you also touch base on legacy. And that's a big perspective. I think that a lot of people don't look at as a podcast. I wish I could go back two, three, four great grandfathers down and go, man, I wish I could see their face and feel their energy and hear their voice. And I can't do it. But four or five generations deep now down my tribe, they can come back and they can see my energy and they can hear my voice and see my face. I love that perspective as a podcaster. And what you stood for. Yes. And what you Which stood is for. Which the exactly. biggest thing. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, through this journey of life and business that you've done, you and I are about the same age. What's been the most important lesson that you've learned? Oh, man. Man, I have such a list of lessons. Let's see about the most important. I don't know if it's the most important because I'd have to assess that, but let's talk, I think dream bigger. So yeah. most people gr greatly overestimate what they can do in one year and greatly underestimate what they can do in 10. Hmm. And uh, so I thought, and I am a, I'm a visionary, so I do think pretty big, but even as big as I thought I thought when I was 25 years old, not nearly as big as I should have thought. Yeah. And, uh, and what I mean by that isn't, again, money. It's impact. Mm -hmm. and, and the more impact that you have, the more money or connections or, or whatever, followers, whatever, will be drawn to you. Uh, so it's just thinking bigger, surrounding yourself with others that think bigger, making sure that you cut things out of your life. So I, I, I live in Wisconsin. So this is such a sad statistic, but they literally <laughs> brag about it here. Of the... Uh, drunkest counties 50 top drunkest counties in the country only eight or nine of them reside outside of the state of wisconsin and so yeah. the party culture that exists from high school to college to just after college while you're you're single like it, it's just ridiculous so like one of those things is like alcohol is such a part of people's lives here in Wisconsin. And it is nationally as well, far too much. You think about all the commercials that were fed from alcohol to all the billboards. It's, it's a part of every event. Like that is one thing I wish I, I, I spent way too much money and did too many stupid things. And it cut into my productive time during the day because I go on a bender all weekend when I like early mid twenties and it would affect my productivity Monday, Tuesday, finally by Wednesday, I'm getting right. And then Thursday, Friday, I'm trying to go out again. Right. So I just think about that and the time and impact wasted. Uh, just, you know, thinking bigger, cutting some certain things out of my life, having a bigger impact sooner. Mm, that's so good. Man, yeah, I spent way too much money on, on drugs and alcohol in my early 20s and not being productive towards, you know, the life that I have today. But now you and I, we're, we're both men of faith. And, you know, when I wake up each day, for me, it's immediately going, man, thank you, God, for another day to see and hug and hold my family. For you, 
how do you practice gratitude and, and how does your faith come into play with business decisions? I don't hide from it at all. If someone doesn't want to do business with me because of my faith or because I'm open about my faith. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. So uh, very similar to you. I wake up. First thing I do is, is thank God. Um, I go to bed thanking God. Uh, I, I, I actually almost have like a little bit of unhealthy fear if I don't thank God for my greatest blessings, like my kids and my, like it's that quote, like what if you only had tomorrow, what you express gratitude today for. Right. Yeah. And that sticks in my head. Like I got to thank God all the time for my health, my kids, my wife, the, the, the people in my life uh, so that I make sure that I have it tomorrow. Uh, but what I really do in the morning, Eric, is actually I do some Wim Hof breathing mm. and it's part of my morning routine. And the exercise that I do is 30 uh, deep breaths and then it's a hold and you do that three times. So the holds, uh, which I'll, I can hold my breath now in between, you know, two to three minutes is how long I'll hold my breath. So in that two to three minutes is the first one is I pray. The second one, I express gratitude. And the third one, I think about future. Hmm. So I have some prayer, gratitude, and future visualization, manifestation type thoughts. I love that. Now, are you, are you in cold water when you're doing that? Or is it just outside water? I'm not in cold water while I do that. But I do do a cold shower at least. Uh, I'll take a cold shower every day. Yeah. Uh, but most days, I'm trying to either get into a cold plunge or a cryo tank, cryo chamber. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. so I try and do that at least, uh, once a day, but if I can't get to either a cold plunge or a cryo tank, a cold shower is a must every day. Uh, nice. just to, you know, there's just so many health benefits. If anyone hasn't read about it, like we don't need to spend any time. I just Google it. You'll figure it out. It's really beneficial. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, here we are in 2023. Like what are you most excited about right now? What's coming up next for you? Great question. Uh, so I got, I got um, certified to be an EOS implementer recently. And for those of you that read the book Traction by Gina Wickman, EOS implementers go in and help you implement those systems. And the reason I got implement or got certified in that was because businesses face two major problems. There's a myriad of problems, but two major ones. One is leadership development or people development. And that's a forte of mine. It's something I've spent my entire career doing. So I feel very comfortable in that, although I'm always looking to grow. But one that I wasn't as comfortable with is actually creating systems for businesses to thrive and helping them scale to get to the next level. And EOS is the best system in the world, in my opinion, that helps business owners do that. And it helps them get everybody rowing, the right people in the right seats, get everyone rowing in the right direction towards the vision of the company everyone has the same core values or shares those core values and then introduces a bunch of systems to the company to help them grow, scale, and move towards that right direction. So that's one thing I got excited about because I can add another tool to helping business owners. Yeah. And then the second thing beyond just coaching and helping people here at the retreat and individual coaching, creating a mastermind for uh, specifically for the financial advisory industry. So that's my way of staying in it with my 18 years of experience and being highly successful from, at a financial advisor and a leadership level is being able to give back to those that are looking to aspire to be great financial advisors or great leaders in that organization. So that's going to be coming in the next month or two and really excited to pour back into the industry that gave me so much. Come on, man. That's awesome, dude. Uh, I love to finish the show with, with a, a fun question. I'm a big music guy. What's a favorite band for you, favorite type of music you like to listen to? Man, so 
we have different genres of music that we listen to because I don't do bands. Yeah. You're, you must be a rock guy. Uh, <laughs> a <little> so, <laughs> uh, so I grew up listening to all hip hop pretty much. Okay. Uh, so I even joked around that if hologram Tupac went on tour, I would buy a ticket to that concert. 100%. Tupac's dead, but hologram Tupac <laughs> popped up at Coachella. My little brother was there and he's taking video. I'm like, I would buy that ticket yeah. to go see a hologram Tupac perform because I just love Tupac when growing up. But uh, present day, uh, I love Miguel. I love Teddy Swims, uh, some soulful guys. So I love soulful R&B type music and I love hip hop. Gotcha. Man, I've been jamming out to the new NF album, uh, man, lately. And it just dropped. That's great, isn't it? Oh, it's so good. So good, man. Uh, I yeah, my my genre like definitely was a rocker for a long time, but I worked for Universal Records and they said, Hey, you gotta listen to this other stuff too, right? So I kind of opened the ears to other music and really have gotten into more hip hop and you know gosh this year i've been listening to a lot of aussie uh, hip-hop for some reason i just caught on to a bunch of bands out of australia that are hip-hop artists man that i was like man these guys are rad um but uh, yeah so uh, definitely the the new nf album is probably one of my favorite albums this year so far that's come out yeah really good stuff uh and my wife's a country girl so we are like completely opposite ends of the spectrum <laughs> as far as music that's awesome. yeah so, <laughs> so fun man josh i love chatting with you man and, and you just brought so much great stuff to the show and i love what you got going on man i'm excited uh for your new your new uh, certification to just be able to impact people man you're an absolute world changer thank you for your time man i appreciate it I appreciate you having me on, Eric. This has been a blast. Thank you so much for checking out the show today. I really appreciate it. I hope that my guest was able to bring you some amazing wisdom and knowledge to help you continue to fight for your goals, your dreams, and your purpose. If you could do me one big favor and just hit that subscribe button, I would so appreciate it. Thank you so much for your time. Keep changing the world. I believe in you. Have an amazing day.